With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, Nuggets fans? Welcome to another, well, a special edition, (laughs) special episode of the Full Court Press Podcast. Brought to you by the Denver's Disc Podcast Channel, part of the new SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brennan Vogt, and today I'm joined by uh, by a fella I've already had on the show, actually. But we're kind of forced together, right? We're, we're stuck together right now. <laughs> this is one of my good friends, my former co-worker. You know him by now, probably if you're a Nuggets fan from Mile High Sports, is TJ McBride. TJ, what's up, man? We're stranded. We're stranded. That's. I had another get. No offense. I had another guest lined up. <laughs> and I was supposed to be I'm back so happy in Denver. To be your second choice. I just want you to know this. I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to be back in Denver by now, but we're stranded in Rollins, Wyoming. That and is a place. It is a real place. Before we even explain why, TJ, your thought, your thoughts on Rollins, <laughs> your thoughts on Rollins, Wyoming. I've seen. Two bars, one called the Corner Bar and one called the Saloon Cake and a Thai restaurant. I'm pretty sure that's all that's actually in Rollins that isn't just a hotel for people to stay at when the highway closes. The Thai restaurant's the best part. We we, <laughs> we were driving through Wyoming. We hadn't seen a thing besides a trailer truck for about an hour, two hours even. It was probably, yeah, it was about that. Like, it was literally nothing but, like, Hoth from Star Wars. It was just white everywhere. And what's the first thing we see out in the country, out in Wyoming? A sign for a Thai restaurant. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell is happening. I mean, that's it's a weird thing. And we even had someone on Twitter reach out to us about oh. Rollins and say that the Thai restaurant was actually pretty good. Apparently, people have been here before. Apparently, <laughs> TJ, people are from Wyoming. Like, honestly, driving through, I saw nothing. We're, we're going to get eviscerated by everybody from Wyoming for this that, podcast. That yeah, is going to You know to what? Happen. All six of you can come at me. <laughs> it was literally nothing but semi-trucks who don't live in Wyoming, people who were on their way through Wyoming, and the people who apparently live in Rollins. Yeah, no, Rollins is, uh, I don't care what they say the population is here, it's 50 people. They, yeah, they said it's 10,000 when we came in. That's a lie. I don't believe it for a second. Rollins feels like the kind of place where, I don't know if you've seen TJ's Twitter feed before, like, I didn't want to go to a bar because I wasn't trying to get shot tonight. <laughs> a couple of trucks with some InfoWar bumper no, stickers. No, there was a Ford Explorer at the gas station that did have a complete non... Like, it, was, it wasn't one of those things where it was like a sarcastic sticker. It said InfoWars.com with a black background and gray letters. Yeah, Rollins is... Uh, there's not a lot to do. <laughs> I can't believe we're eviscerating the city that we're staying in right but now. But we picked... I'm so here for it. We picked up some JMO. We got Practical Jokers on the TV. Rollins is lit, as the kids would say. <laughs> this is obviously a different type of episode for Full Court Press. Usually I either dive into an origin story or maybe we take a piece of content that the author, my guest, has has, has put out there and we talk about their process. I've done some of that with you already. I'm doing this with you because you and I took a road trip to Utah, to Salt Lake City, to, see the, to cover the Nuggets jazz game. And we outsmarted ourselves on the way back, man. <laughs> 
I saw I saw some winter advisories and I thought let's not go through the mountains because it gets snowy yeah. in the mountains. The funnier part is on the way here we were worried about the snow. We were like screw it, let's take the mountains anyway, and we're fine. And then the second we decided to be intelligent individuals and try to avoid it, we are now stranded in a place that I consider the middle of absolute nowhere. No, we took 80 East, which apparently just closes. You just can't <laughs> drive anymore on 80 East. And there's no, you can't turn around. Shouts to Microtel. I know that sounds like a weird word, but this is a Microtel room that we are currently staying in who have been very gracious to us. I'm sad, I'm scared, I'm lonely, I'm... <laughs> The only person I'm, I'm with, I'm sick of already. Yeah. But TJ, mutual. the real reason we're doing this <laughs> podcast is I thought it might be fun to talk a little bit about our... That was my first game on the road as a media member in, no, the, re- in the regular oh, season. Regular season yeah. Is that the case with you as well? No, I was in Chicago earlier this year coming oh, to the right. United Center. So this is my second road trip this year that wasn't preseason or training camp. It's way different, man. It's actually really enjoyable because it's a different environment around the players. Like... You know exactly what to expect as a player within the confines of the Pepsi Center where you play 41 games a year. It's one of those things where you can kind of keep your guard up in a way because you know what to expect. On the road, things are just kind of loose, and guys are kind of just open, and it's a lot more of a relaxed environment. And it's been a really cool thing to observe, for sure. Yeah, this is a ridiculous comparison, but I almost think of it as like when, you go, when you're go when you going to school, it's the same thing every day, and then one day something's different. Maybe it's a field trip or whatever, or there's a different... Yeah. You just something to break from the routine. It sort of loosens you up. And I thought when we talked to Michael Malone and the players before the game they just sort of seemed candid and loose it was sort of fun to see them in that environment yeah i mean i'm sure like this is the thing when they're in denver you have three tv cameras you have cbs abc fox and all of the local media and whatever national media may or may not show up so you have at least nine people in your face at any given time on the road there was what what three of us four of us here so like when you don't have that just people descending upon you it tends to let people kind of be themselves as opposed to just kind of trying to be a little bit more internal with what they think and the other thing i think too is these guys get sick of us man and in denver yeah. they see the same eight people every day <laughs> i'm sure that they saw us they were like damn it i thought we escaped this right guys. and we asked some variation of the same question <laughs> and i'm sure they get sick of it but you go on the road and it's a di- different group of faces to ask you questions and i don't know it was just really cool to see them uh relaxed particularly will barton yeah who yeah we, we spoke with before the game and he Seems to have a lot on his mind. I, I know he's anxious to sort of get back to being the player he once was. But he was really candid with us about, you know, where his head's at. And he's been open about how he's mostly just been glad to be back. But before that Utah game, he told us, but we're past that stage now. Yes. My confidence is back, and it's time to get back to being who I am. And not just that. He wants to get back to being who he is and then get better, he said. This is an opportunity that Will feels like he can take the next step in his career arc. Not just getting healthy, but actually pushing himself to different levels that he has not currently been at. Yeah, it was cool to see that side of him, all the players. And, and he backed it up, too. If we're going to talk about the Utah game in any capacity, like Will Barton backed up his words. Like He looked confident out there. Oh, for sure. He looked good, at least on the offensive end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Do you think, I'm just going to ask you openly, do you think we gained any clout with the players and the coaches by traveling? Kind of, yes. Okay, this is like way too much involved, but as we were leaving the Vivnet Smart Home Arena in Salt Lake City, as the players and the coaching were getting on the bus to leave, Michael Malone made the effort to turn around and say, hey, Brendan, TJ, drive safe. Please be careful. No, he said TJ. He doesn't know my name. Oh, really? He said you guys Uh, and TJ? Yeah, so then I wrote my mom immediately. (laughs) The head coach said bye to us. He didn't use my name, but he did... He did look in my but general like for, direction. For a coach who is as 
intense and wants to win as much as they do. Like, I thought it was interesting that he took it took time to, like, acknowledge that we had driven out there and were driving back. And I think that is a little bit of the level of, like, wow, these guys are working. And I think Michael Malone's a guy that just really likes guys who work their ass off. Sorry if you can't cuss on here. But... And he, he recognized that. And I think there's a little bit of that that's Maybe, involved yeah. in the video. I mean, I don't know if he really knows how hard we work or cares, but I will say this. He was he was perturbed after the game, obviously, mm-hmm. with his team's performance. He had that checklist of playing a clean game and playing at a high level defensively. They did neither of those things. And, you know, he had some of that Malone energy in the scrum, but it was really cool to sort of see this human moment, right, mm-hmm. where the scrum's over. He's He's got his bags. He's on the road just like you and me. Mm-hmm. And the game was over. I know he's got a lot to think about, and he, he never stops working. He's one of those coaches, but he kind of just snapped into human being mode. I thought that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, and that's kind of the things that you don't get to see very often from a fan perspective, especially when the team's on the road, because there is less media. It's just a different experience. So to kind of like, that's kind of why we wanted to do this podcast, right, was to enlighten people what it's like to be on the road as media, not just as media, but what the difference is. For sure. Well, that's the the excuse for this podcast. The real reason we want to do this <laughs> We're podcast. We're just stranded. We have nothing else stranded. to do. <laughs> we have nothing better to do, and I didn't have my mics. So I couldn't call my guest. Um, you what can you... always use my mic, my friend. Thanks, man. That's you that's... are right now. So here we are. Yes. <laughs> very kind of you. What did you think of of the Vint Smart Home Arena? It was interesting because for me, I had only been into arenas that were also hockey and basketball arenas. Whether it was Staples Center where the Kings play, whether it was United Center where the Blackhawks play, or Pepsi Center where the Avs play. So the dimensions of the court are just different because the hockey rink is a different dimension than a basketball court. So when we first walked in to Vivnet Smart Home Arena, I was like, whoa, this is really confined and pushed together. It's almost surreal. I told you afterwards, it's like, it felt more like I had a weird dream about being in an NBA arena like there's no space between the baseline and that first row of fans they designed it this way on purpose when they remodeled the 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 fans are right on top of you yeah and instead of sort of going up and out as you get higher the way Pepsi Center does it's the seats are positioned in such a way where pretty much every fan is just right it's like a college environment it feels that's a great way to phrase it it feels like a college environment and my biggest thing was when we first walked out through the tunnel onto the court for shoot around you see on the left where the baseline is you see the fan seats right there and literally with within arm's reach the start of the Nuggets bench. Like, that's how close these fans are. And right behind the bench, there's no gap between the fans and the players. There's not a walkway that separates them. So they were on top of it, and it, that's why it's so loud there, I feel and like. fans, not just Utah fans, fans can get nasty, man. We all know yeah. that. And I just looking at that bench, it's like, you're not safe. Like, no. if, 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 you're, if they're saying something personal or hurtful or, you know, beyond normal heckling, yeah, you're hearing Marcus, it. Marcus Smart in college all of a sudden gets the, yourself in the crowd. That's right. Like, <laughs> you're hearing it on that bench. And also, man, I, I got to say, those Jazz fans. They're real. I've heard it's really loud in there. They really bring it, man. Like, yeah. That was a playoff-like atmosphere, and it wasn't just because the Nuggets have this hot start, the Jazz are surging. I sort of get the feeling that they just bring it like that night in, night out. Yes. Well, I mean, there's no other professional sports teams here. Like, that is what they do. They are Jazz fans well, in Utah. There's, there's, it's beyond, there's no other anything there. <laughs> We've hit that a few times already in this podcast, but there really isn't much going on in that environment. Like, Salt Lake City, we went out into the city a little bit, and while it wasn't as bad as it's been made out to be on Twitter, it's not a community that's where there's a thousand people running around at any given time. It's much much different than that and that's something that was it was cognizant when you're in the arena because you can tell that basically everybody in Salt Lake City was in that arena. Yeah, that's, <laughs> really, a good that's how it felt. And you know what I was 
I will, you know, we make our easy Salt Lake City jokes. I'm going to shout them out. That city was way cooler than... Yeah. I had the worst stereotypes Well, Twitter mind. does that with everything, right? Like, there's, like, terrible stereotypes. <laughs> you may have hit on something there. We should all delete our Twitters. <laughs> no, there are a lot of things to do, a lot of places to go out. It's just a little small. Mm-hmm. It's like a Denver light. It's a Denver light. It is a... It's like, it's like what, two-thirds of Denver, it felt like? like yeah. Downtown Yeah, Denver. I won't pretend to be an expert because I was there for two days, but it, it did feel that way. Um... I could maybe see getting a little restless just personally yeah, there. But hey, shot Whiskey Street. Food was good. Whiskey was good. That was a good place to be. It was. A little expensive for a blog boy on, <laughs> on the move. Yeah. I, I didn't have a, a big budget for this trip. Hence what be, we drove. Which became particularly troublesome when the windshield cracked, the windshield wipers broke, and then the highway closed. And, and we, had we to ran out of oil almost at one point. You're right. We did nothing right. But we tried to do everything right. We just pretty much collapsed. Like oh. it's, it's just one of those things. Going back to the jazz fans. <laughs> I have a take, though. I think they're really, really good fans. Easily top-tier fans in the NBA. Yeah. It is a little bit deceiving. I think it's designed acoustically to, know. to trap the noise. You're all right on top this of each other. This is the most Red Rocks Colorado take ever, by the way. The acoustics of Vivnet. It's just so different. It's just, just so funny to hear. Red Rocks because I said the word acoustics? <laughs> TJ finishes whiskey already. I'm no, just, I haven't. I'm, I'm only getting, halfway through. I'm still getting through my whiskey. Don't judge. Shouts to Jameson, the official hey. sponsor of the Full Court Press Cheers podcast. They send me $0 every month, and I, I drink it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a great deal. What was I talking about? We're talking about Vivnet and the fact that oh, it's the loud in there and the, the acoustics as you like to hammer. Yeah, there's no extra room inside uh, inside the gym. And and you know, I, I feel like the sort of entryways from the concourse into the arena itself and, and or the gym itself in Pepsi Center, they're, they're wide. They're big. They're very narrow in Vivnet. Like, I really feel like yeah. it's designed to trap the noise. And the higher you get, the worse it gets. Yeah. And and we were up there in, in, in a media section, and my God... Beyond wanting the Nuggets to not lose the game, I write for the fan blog, so I can say yeah, that. Yeah, do your thing, this journalistic integrity over here. Those Donovan Mitchells were killing me, more specifically my eardrums, dude. And not only that, the boos that rained down upon Nikola Jokic every time he touched the ball after the second quarter. Just because he got in Jay Crowder's yes, face. which is like, but honestly, like, I, I get that it's kind of a little bit trivial, but for fans to care mm-hmm. so much about their team to where, if you get in Jay Crowder's face, we're going to take a problem. Oh, it's awesome. That, that's awesome. I, I have like, a feeling... So much respect to those fans, man. It was awesome to see that. I have a feeling if you give those fans an inch, they'll take a mile, man. Oh, they'll take you ten miles, and all of a sudden they'll be stranded on a highway that's closed, and we'll be in the middle of Rawlings. And while I'm just really stalling and filling because I had no notes. Yeah, we have no notes. We're just kind of talking right here. Shouts to uh, shouts to the Utah Jazz PR staff. I don't know. They took care of us. That was a, a nice, easy trip. We had everything we needed. I thought it was a nice arena. It was. It was. And then the game ended. We go back to our Airbnb, get all ready to go, drive out, and everything stops working. Everything. Everything, man. Man, we should have gone through the mountains. <laughs> We see all these winter winter weather advisories everywhere. We're like, we're gonna go around. We're not gonna deal with all that chaos. We're gonna be smart. I was so down to spend a couple days with you, but this is our third slumber party in a row, dude. It's been a long time. I'm running out of energy. I'm missing my bed and the people that are not you in this world. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And we're good friends. It sounds like we hate each other the majority of the time, but we're actually good friends. But at this point, I kind of consider you the person I'm trying to get away from, right? No, it's true. I think sometimes you hear. co-hosts on the radio talk about how it's like eventually you just like you work you together every Mike day is that what's happening yeah it's like dude <laughs> how, how many times can i hear your voice i mean you hear it way too often if there's anybody who hears my voice it's usually you're at the top of the list especially because you took three radio interviews while i was sleeping this morning <laughs> the third one i almost got up and fought you 
I was like, yes. it was 8 a.m., it was 11 a.m., and it was like 12.15. And we were up to what, like 4.35 in the morning working last night? Which has more to do with our own... They say that, but the game was an Inef- 8.30 tip. We didn't even get back until 12.30, so... No, and when I hang out with you, I have four to six cups of coffee. I'm an adult, I take responsibility, but you're... Clearly the, you're not, but yes! You're the worst influence in my life. <laughs> this is a very evergreen thought right here for a lot of people. And you fell asleep... But you left your phone up on that pad charger. So it kept, like, lighting up? Yeah, and you're a maniac, and you have Twitter notifications set for (laughs) a thousand people. Hey, I miss nothing. I don't want to hear it. I miss nothing. Miss some stuff, dude. I miss some sleep. (laughs) That was bullshit. And then, just to to cap off how much you hate me, the second we had to wake up, I just flipped those damn lights on as fast as I could, and you about ruined my life. I thought you were going to stab me with the closest sharp object. Dude, I was looking at the light bulbs. Why were you looking at an unlit light bulb? They were on the ceiling. Why were you looking at a certain particular part of the ceiling? I didn't think you were asleep. get up and turn the lights on, TJ. (laughs) Jesus. So yes, Brendan and I hate each other for right now. Alright, what else? <laughs> so, right now, we are, what, three and a half hours away from Denver? That's right, so we're going to get up early tomorrow. Because the Nuggets have shoot around at 11 a.m. in 12 hours from right well, now. I swear to God, if they didn't pay me so well, this job, <laughs> I just wouldn't do it. But, but, this is one thing that we are missing from all of the chaos of our travel today. Brendan vote scooped Sham Sharania of The Athletic today. And no one believed Dude, me. please gush. Please, like, no, give no. yourself all the... Okay, fine. I'm going to do it then. Hang on. Because... This, I think it went exactly the way I want it to go. <laughs> yeah. I scooped shams. That'll never happen again. It fell on my lap. And you know what, man? No one believed me. Not a person. I got I got more likes on my tweet about Bill Walton <laughs> officiating my wedding, wedding than I did about <laughs> scooping shams. And so, you know what? Lesson learned here, TJ. No more news for you guys. <laughs> If I have it, I'm keeping it to myself. Sorry, full court press fans. You will not hear anything more from Brendan Vogt. Oh, man. That was cool, though, man. No, it was a cool experience. Like, there's I, very few people who get, like, we were on this show, and this is the thing. I have to do this to you because you made me relive my worst potential story as a journalist. Oh, that my is true. Yeah, that's a great podcast. story, though. So guess what? Wait, can I plug episode three of my own podcast on my own podcast? I think you're going to anyway, so yeah, I'll just let you do your Yeah, thing. go back and listen to that first episode with TJ because I actually did as much as I don't like you I did love the discussion <laughs> about how you got to where you're at and that that story about you almost scooping him and you're and not And then you did oh, sorry TJ I got I'll bleep I'm going to use that later I'm here for you <laughs> <laughs> So and you yes, didn't. We need to go to bed eventually because we have not slept in what feels like three days. We have literally just been driving uh, or riding. It's been a long, long time. Well, we've got a day-old pizza for dinner and <laughs> a half bottle of water, so at least we're taking care and of we ourselves. We've got a pint of whiskey, so. Oh man, you know what though? I want to go on the road again. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We have now. 17, 18 and a half minutes oh, of Jesus. us talking about how chaotic this is on the road. We're only 18 minutes. I gotta fill seven more minutes of this. Dude, it's easy with us. We just got to bullshit. I mean, it is what it is, right? Well, it's easy for us to do it. That doesn't mean it's easy for someone to listen to it. That's valid. But it seems like people like our chaos. I guess, man. I mean, I wouldn't say they like it. They they They, they tolerate it. it. Yes. <laughs> You know what this is for me? This is a shout to those uh, drunken summit pods we did in San Diego oh, with Nick and Adam. We, you know what we need to do? We need like you know how the ringer does the rewatchables. We need to have a rewatchables with everybody that was there for that podcast and relive that. Absolutely not. 
Why? <laughs> Why can't we talk about how many ways we can skin a cat again? That was amazing! <laughs> we we'll re-listened to it the next day, man. That was the funniest thing. Uh, I almost killed us driving because I was laughing so hard. I don't think like, the, I don't think this one's going to be as funny. When's the next time you would try to go on the road? Oh, we're going to New York. Yeah. No, I know that. I was setting you up, but the listeners don't know. Oh, so that oh, was like yes. a setup so, on the podcast. Uh, I don't know. March 22nd, I believe, the Nuggets play in D.C. against the Washington Wizards. So my plan is to fly into D.C., cover the Wizards game, get on a train, go straight to New York because it's a back-to-back, try and get there in time for shoot-around, cover a game in Madison Square Garden, and then figure out what's next, right? Yeah. No, it should be a lot of fun, man. And I mean, then hopefully playoffs. Look, not to... I don't like no one tunes into a podcast to hear us like pat ourselves on the back or anything, but it's been really, really cool, man. In San Diego and LA, we got to see mm-hmm. to work at Gaming Staples Center. Obviously, all those games in Pepsi like, Center. We had such a blessing. We got to see LeBron's debut in San Diego and then his Staples Center debut. And Vivint, like, man, so bl- that's such a blessing. It's it's not a joke, man. That's an arena worth seeing. That's a crowd yes. worth hearing, and and to follow that up with New York would be something special. So. We should definitely make that happen. We're going to make that happen. That's without a doubt. And maybe we'll have another drunken picking pod. The reason we don't travel more often... Is because we're blog boys. Yeah, so we could, but it has to come out of our own pocket. Yes. Shouts SB Nation. So everything that we do, like, like again, not to pass off on the own back, but we love this job so much that we do. Like, this is out of our <laughs> pocket. Like, it is. It's, a, it's, it's something that we love to do. What? No, it's true. No, it's just... <laughs> the laugh was so violent. Listen, we, we just love this job so much. It's true, though. No, we do, man. I, look, it's not the pay. I talked about this with Matt Moore in episode two of the Full Court God, Pod. man. Full Court Press I, like pod. I have to, like, plug something just because you keep plugging. What's the name of my pod? Full Court Press Podcast. I love what you saying pick and pod. We can't get out of, like, three years ago. You know, Matt, Matt said something in that pod that it's actually stuck with me personally he's like you know you can't complain about the pay because you know it going in yep and you don't go in this to make money yep. if you're here to make money do something else yep. and go get a real estate license like there's a thousand other things you can do to make money and that's not to say that you know the business side of this industry like there's room for improvement and and not blog boys about basketball like you and me real journalists who do real important work are getting laid off and you'd like to see that situation remedy itself but in the meantime man i you know, I make a lot of jokes about being broke because I do this. Dude, I don't know what else I would do. If it's just... Yeah. It's just the first... You know, I wake up every day and I'm excited for what's next. Excited to, to try and get better and, and learn something. And I don't think I've really ever felt that way, man. And I think what's so special about that is that everybody feels that way that covers teams. For the most part. For the most... Like, you know, there's always those anomalies. Well, but... it's easy for... I mean, the Nuggets are like... 15 games above 500, so yeah. it's really easy but for us even to when, say. Even, like, last year when it wasn't that way, like, I can't even tell you how, like, just blessed I felt just to be in the building so often and to be around, like, Nikola Jokic being so great and just to, like, just to be a part of what is happening, even so indirectly, but to be there and experience it. We're so lucky to get to do that. I always told myself I'd never take this credential for granted, the, the, yeah. the opportunity to go to games, although I did not account for a Kevin Loveless Cleveland Cavaliers team. <laughs> The Chicago Bulls who don't want to defend the three-point line. Good lord. Jim Boylan genuinely said we wanted them to shoot from the outside, so I told our team to go under every screen. It's better than watching like, Colin Sexton blow layups. <laughs> Man, we're gonna take we're, we're gonna get these takes off right we're, now. We have to edit this podcast. I mean, you gotta edit this podcast. This is your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> You're the one that dropped an F bomb, man. That's true. I'll find that though. Uh, it's somewhere in here. Where are we at in time here in TJ? Twenty-two minutes, twenty-two and a half. Are we really trying to fill time like that? No, I just want to think if I have anything last year. Oh yeah, don't ever go to Rollins. Just I just if I didn't make that clear in the beginning, <laughs> it's really cold. And the liquor store like clerks won't stop talking to you. That guy told us a story about 
people getting stuck in Rollins, just passing that story? That was amazing. Just passing through. If you break a law, the police will grab you, impound your stuff and make you stay there. Yeah, apparently I got mouthy with the cops, got his car impounded, his phone impounded for evidence, got all of his money taken. I started to wonder if he was low-key talking (laughs) about himself. (laughs) He was like, he works at Domino's here now. I was like, did you get trapped in Rollins and now you just can't stop telling people? And like, you like had a kid you're here now? Like, what is this? I had vibes that we should watch our bet. Like, as he's telling the story, some big guy's gonna club us over the head. We wake up in some shack. All I know is I'm happy that our window from our <laughs> hotel room, we can see your car. So we don't have to worry about someone attacking the liberal agenda uh, that happens around here. The liberal agenda? <laughs> I don't have any bumper stickers, dude. That's true. We don't have any Maybe they can hear you stickers. yelling through the walls, but That's we should be fine. Too. No, man, it, we can see the car now, but it doesn't matter because the second we fall asleep, I'm just convinced we're going to wake up tomorrow and all four, four of my tires are gone. Yes. And the steering wheel is just like, taken for some reason. I could make it work in Rollins. They should no, be- no, we can't make it work in Rollins. I don't think you can rule out though. Like I'm ordering a three hundred dollar you... Uber to get back to Denver if that's the case. I don't know though. Like you look at the state of the Memphis Grizzlies and <laughs> what? Where is this going? I can't wait to. Well, see are they going to stay in Memphis? And I'm just thinking like Rollins could really use an NBA team. Like what? Yeah, what community would benefit more from an NBA team than Rollins? Seattle, maybe. But you know, you know, it's here or there. Yeah. Seattle, you're right. All right, this is spiraling out of control. No, we're, this is done. I'm going to listen back. I almost definitely won't air this. But, uh, <laughs> TJ, thanks for this special Whatever this is. road trip edition of Full Court Press. I, I'm going to... You guys are going to get a real episode next week. Shots Visible Mike. I just had nothing. I couldn't watch another episode of Practical Joker. So I, <laughs> all right, that's going to do it here for the Full Court Press podcast. Brought to you by the Denver Stiffs Podcast Channel, part of the oh, SB Nation Podcast man. Network. Check out DenverStiffs.com right now. We've got three or four different pieces and <laughs> podcasts covering that jazz game. We've got the uh, great Mike Olson's Friday feature up. Thursday feature? It's Thursday. He's great, regardless of what day it is. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm going to have him on next week. He's the best writer on our staff. He's one of the most interesting people I know. He's one of the best writers I know. There's there's few people who can master a lead like <clears throat> but he can do. But he doesn't live the life we live. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's got a job. He's got a family. He's so it's it's a hobby it's it's fun for him and yep. i'm very excited to sort of talk to him about that process because you know for better or for worse this is my life <laughs> clearly for worse because i'm in rollins with me all right <laughs> i'll talk to you guys next week go nuggets <laughs>